So um, Tuesday evening, I made a uh, big bowl of popcorn right around six o'clock, sat down and said, okay, I'm going to watch the news, watch the news uh, for about the first time in two years. And uh, I, I normally just read the news because it takes the drama out, and uh, largely. So, you know, <laughs> so I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, this will be really interesting to see who wins. <laughs> I'm sorry, we still don't know. know. (laughs) There I am, you know, eating my popcorn. I'm like, well, I better get another bag, you know? So I get another bag, I did. And, uh, well, maybe, nope. And finally, I just gave up the ghost and realized I'm not gonna know tonight. I didn't realize a week later, I still wouldn't know. Well, most of it, you know, but. um, But but so my experience, that was part of the experience. The, The other part of the experience um, not so funny, I don't think, but um, was as I was watching, and I'm flipping from channel to channel because, as you know, I don't like anybody. So um, I'm flipping from station to station, and the message, just from, from the outside, kind of being a little bit of an outsider now watching these shows for the first time in a couple of years, um, same theme, be afraid. Be afraid. If that guy wins, oh, you better be afraid. It didn't matter what station, man or woman, be afraid. Be afraid for your kids, for your country, for your, you know, on and on and on. The commercials even, many of the commercials were even themed similarly. And it was a really interesting experience, um, you know, going from not usually basting in that um, to being basted in it um, for, for that evening and recognizing even within myself that it was provoking, a, you know, it was provoking a response. Um, and so it's just really fascinating to me um, that this works. It works for the media and it works for the politicians. Be afraid if you don't vote for me. I mean, it wouldn't go over very well if they said, you know, they're going to say, well, I'm going to go and change Washington, you know, if you elect me. That's hilarious. And, uh, but it wouldn't go over very well if they said, look, if you elect me from day one, day one, I'm going to worry about getting reelected. I'm going to make sure that I'm in good graces with all my donors. I'm going to make sure that I vote exactly how I'm told to vote so I get the national committee money. I'm going to make sure I'm going to vote exactly how the special interest groups tell me to vote because they're the ones who actually write legislation. We don't do it anymore. So I'm going to vote how they tell me to vote because I need their money to get reelected. That's why you should vote for me. Not that I'm just being cynical or that's not a glimmer of truth. The fear works. And I think that It's an indictment of us, actually. I think it's really good for us at this time in our country and even just in our community to recognize that it works and it works to control people. That's what fear is used for. Now, I talked about a lot of that last week. Um, You know, the church has used it, 
right? It's, it's a great way to control people from a church perspective, from a government perspective, and even from a parenting perspective, right? If your kids are afraid, they're gonna generally comply because of that fear. It's easy, it's easy. And it's just fascinating, and I know that some of you are gonna say, and you know, I'm not trying to make it a huge debate, but I think it's just good for us to reflect collectively as a group, as a community, on the dynamics and why it's effective. And I think it's clear why our country is, is split just almost perfectly 50-50, because we're forced to get into just one or the other group, right? There's no middle ground. Now, we turn to the gospel today, and it sure sounds like a lot of fear, it would seem. What's the difference? Well, they're asking the Lord about this second coming thing that he keeps talking about. I'm gonna come back, right? And they want him to come back, of course. They don't really want him to leave, and they definitely want him to come back if he's gonna leave. So they're asking, well, what's it gonna be like until you come back? And, and what should we look for? What are some signs that we'll know? Because there were signs you know, upon the Messiah's arrival the first time. So what are some signs that we're gonna know? And then he goes through this list of things that are gonna happen. Wars, insurrections, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, earthquakes, famines, plagues. And not only that stuff, natural evil, but moral evil. They're gonna persecute you. They're gonna throw you into prison. They're gonna kill you. You're gonna be betrayed by your own family. And then he says, curiously, but not a single hair of your head will be harmed. What? That doesn't make any sense. Especially if I lose my head. <laughs> well, I guess the hair is still okay. <laughs> Those of you who have it. Um, this, this seeming contradiction. Okay. I think this is a really good message for us to hear right now, particularly given the political landscape. And, you know, and I'm not seeking to, to focus on any particular political party, but just focus on us together. The Lord is constantly trying to get us to focus on eternity. That's the point. You know, because he knows we're, we get so focused on this life and, and, you know, we want to make it the best we can. We want our country to be the best it can be. We want it to be the best it can be for our kids, you know, and, and we can be worried about that a lot and really be fearful of that, right? And, and that will motivate us to enter the political process in different ways. But what Jesus is trying to get across to us is, yeah, I know it's all going to happen. I already know. I'm God. I knew before I created that it would happen. So everything that you're looking at and you're saying, it's horrible, everything going on in the world today, from whatever perspective, it's important to recognize God knew. He knew it was gonna happen. He knew at, in November of 2022, he knew what the political state of America would be and what the country would be like and what the decay of a, of a Christian civilization would look like, which is where we're at. He knew what it would be. 
He knew how it was going to proceed, etc. It's all taken into account. And not just um, in the macro, but in the micro. He knew what you would be struggling with right now in your life. He knew the sufferings you would be enduring. He knew what your children would be facing. He knew them better than they knew themselves even before he created them, right? He knows all of it. And it's all taken into account. And this is why the, the, uh, Paul talks about what do we do? Eh, just work, get to work. That's it, get to work, get to work. Be faithful, do what you can. Do what you can to influence your family, your kids, your world, your church, your government. Do the best you can and leave the rest to me. Let it go. There's an incredible amount of freedom in that. And you might say, well, Father, what's gonna happen if we're, if da, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Not really. How can you say that? I'm a priest. <laughs> I'm not principally concerned about, you know, the status of the temporal world. I'm concerned about your soul. I'm concerned about where you're headed. I'm concerned about what kind of people we're all becoming. That's what I'm concerned about. All of the other stuff is, it, it's not that it doesn't matter, but that's my lens, right? And my lens is to, to kind of reflect, one would hope, the Lord's message itself, which is, Keep focused on eternity. The world is going to be a mess. I know. I created it. Of course it's going to be a mess. If it wasn't a mess, you wouldn't need a redeemer. It's going to be a mess. And furthermore, part of the reason it's a mess is because I need you to long for what's truly good. And the world will never be completely good. The world will never completely satisfy us. It wasn't meant to. It was meant to be, if anything, a training ground for what's coming next. And as you enter into what is given you in life, and for all of us, that's going to be some suffering, lots of adversity, lots of injustice, whatever it is, that's an opportunity for you, says the Lord, to grow and to be continuously on the path to redemption. God is seeking to transform us so that we're ready for eternity. And so, as we look at the world, as we look at everything today, let's not overstate what it's supposed to be. God is pretty sure that it's supposed to be a mess. And I think he's delivered. <laughs> I, think <it's, laughs> I think it's working. I think his plan is working. Now, we do what we can, absolutely. We should not be defeatist, we should not be too cynical, um, etc. We do what we can, we, you know, we try to influence the best we are, we are able, and we leave the rest to God, and we trust and know that he's got it all figured out. He's got a pathway for every single one of you. He's got a pathway for every single human being to get to eternity, which is his goal for each of us. Please stand.